Nobody told me. Hi, and welcome to the A&J PEI Treasures E. Jean Simpson author blog post and podcast. I'm your host, Jean, coming to you from the beautiful province of Prince Edward Island, Canada. Oh, thank you. The blog post and podcast is an opinion piece and only reflects this author's opinion and not that of any other entity. I hold no designations in politics, economics, or medicine. I'm retired from the mental health field. I am a humanitarian and speak from that viewpoint only. Whether you agree with me or not, at least I hope it makes you think. This week I take a walk down a musically inspired memory lane while putting my spin on things and uncovering meaning behind the songs. If you want to find out more, then stay tuned. To be honest, when I started this, it was a lot longer. Then I looked up and realized that you can't just quote from songs without copyright permission. This is the main lesson on this blog post and podcast. Even with the best of intentions, you can be misusing artists. Be sure that what you're doing isn't part of the problem. I did a last-minute rewrite after a double-check because I looked up in the last piece of information that suddenly popped into my mind. You can love your artists, but be careful not to misuse them. Their official sites are the best place to access their music. I've been thinking a lot about John Lennon's song these days, Nobody Told Me, and I got a link to an article on it and my podcast right up in my blog post. It is a classical, and yet it is still sadly very relevant today. We are still fighting the same battles. There is still political unrest, intolerance, and political extremists creating battles. The song itself was released in 1980s. From a different viewpoint, does it also predict the internet revolution we are now battling with and the age of information, misinformation, and disinformation? We are in an age where videos are widely available, different viewpoints, and people leaving emoticons with tears. Other 1980s songs describe similar sorts of issues. In Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train, the theme appears to be intolerance and lack of respect for each other. Yet we're still fighting those same battles of intolerance and lack of respect for each other, and some of us are finding that it is impossible to keep ourselves both informed and accurate and authentic, and it's driving us out of our minds. And I got a link in my podcast right up in my blog post to the wiki article on Crazy Train. Still, other bands talk about the need to stand up to other people and be who you are. This can be seen in the treatment in the media of minority groups and politicians trying to suck up to groups who may not be standing up for the greater good. This is suggestive of the current trend we see in certain political and media groups setting out to vilify minorities to score political points, and none of it is based on science or fact. Karma Chameleon by the Culture Club points to, and I quote from the wiki article, The song is about the terrible fear of alienation that people have, the fear of standing up for one thing. It's about trying to suck up to everybody. In sucking up to the right-wing groups, people are being alienated and set up. And i got a link to my podcast right up in my blog post to the wiki article. The song was released in 1983 and to me suggests that society is alienating itself by not accurately portraying who they are and passing misinformation by people who seem to have a following sucking up to them. It alienates those who wish to see a better world and creates dissent and danger to minority groups. I add that the biggest purveyors of misinformation seem to be at the helm of many political causes. 
The need that people seem to have for pleasing everyone seems, in my humble opinion, to be more enabling and less about compassion. When out of balance on the world stage, it creates the sort of political situation we see going on today. The contradiction being sold in this case is societal morals that seem to try to sell intolerance and encourage fear of anyone or anything different. When looking at the area of socially conscious music, one cannot skip the influence of John Fogarty, who has been making political statements since I was a child. I choose the 1969 release of Fortunate Son, which was a statement on the unfairness of class, and I've got a link in my podcast right up and in my blog post of the wiki article. This has been used as an anthem against elitism and is still relevant today. This section gives the idea that the elite high class can avoid being made to fight in wars and get different treatment based on class. In his own words from the wiki article, You'd hear about the son of this senator or that congressman who was given a deferment from the military or a choice position in the military. And that is in the wiki article I've got links to. The song was more an understanding that there was preferential treatment based on class. A more recent musical edition by John Fogarty is Weeping in the Promised Land, which makes commentary on Black Lives Matter and references George Floyd's case. It clearly shows the disparity in treatment of people in the USA. It speaks to a wider social issue as well. It clearly depicts disparity of treatment of people based on some arbitrary man-made construct and racism as well as medical advice being given short shrift. Another famous band that has taken on social issues is KISS in the 1974 release Cold Gin. Though there is talk of it having been about abusive relationship, that idea was dispelled and is talked about in the wiki article in which it states that Cold Gin is about a person suffering from poverty, loneliness, and alcoholism. And I got a link to my podcast right up and in my blog post to a wiki article on it. Cher's hit released in 1971, Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves, takes on serious issues which we still see today. The wiki article states that it contains themes of racism, teenage pregnancy, and prostitution. I've got a link in my podcast right up and in my blog post to that article. And it's told from the viewpoint of a young Romany girl. White Snake released Here I Go Again in 1982, and I've got a link in my podcast right up and in my blog post to that wiki article. One article quotes, here I go again as being all about going one's own way. Maybe love will find you and offer you a respite from the dreary journey. But no matter what, you're still alone in your search in life. And I got a link to my podcast right up in my blog post to that article. As the writer of the article points out, it's encouraging to hear such honesty, vulnerability, and well wisdom. I myself would have to agree. Even with all the people you have in your life, the search for truth is one that you have to come to alone to have a strong in your belief. And again, a link to that article. The song gives hope that one can move forward on their own journey and find their own truth. When you look at this blog post and podcast, isn't that what I'm doing? Finding meaning in old songs and pointing out their relevance to today. I'm finding my own meaning and my own truth. I show that the meaning in them remains completely relevant today. However, we sadly have yet to reach these promises. The last, but of course not least, of the artists 
whose music I explore for social activism is that of Tom Cochran, who talks of a variety of serious issues in his music. The song I'm choosing talks of racism and that's Lunatic Fringe. The song was written in 1970, but released in 1981 by Red Rider. It was written from concerns about anti-Semitism. The song has been released a few times and still remains relevant today. And I got a link in my podcast write-up and in my blog post to that article in Wiki. The sad thing about it is still being relevant is that we're still seeing the same sort of rhetoric that was seen in the 1970s when Tom Cochran started to write it. We are still living the same concerns. We still see anti-Semitic rhetoric in our news feed. It is still resulting in harm. He was exploring wartime information. One thing that music has always done is help us in our quest to make sense of ourselves and the world around us. It's why they choose music for various events, etc. It's why each generation has their own musical heroes. It widens our understanding of general principles and gives a launching pad for people to consider serious issues. It allows us to be inspired to continue the fight. It allows us to read into it and join with it. It allows us to dream and to understand that there are others out there that are struggling with the same issues that the world has been facing and still faces. Music of the 1960s, 70s, 80s, and 90s is still being listened to because it is still relevant. It also happens to be sort of music I listened to and grew up with. Newer artists also add to our knowledge database. To understand music is also understand history, and our future depends on our understanding of these issues. It is an understanding of our past, present, and hopefully will come forward into the future. Artists of all sorts are interested in their world around them and show us in a multitude of ways, and we can have a better future and can point out what we need to be cognizant of. It's up to each of us to learn the lessons or we will continue to repeat the hate and intolerance that has plagued our world and continues to do so. It is up to all of us to try to make this a better and different world. Whether you agree with me or not, I hope it makes you think. Thanks for listening to my podcast and or reading my blog post and thanks for your interest in A&J PEI Treasures. Keep watching because we're always working on something. Thank you. Blog posts are available on WordPress and Goodreads. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, just to name a few. All my ebooks can be found on Smashwords. You can find us on Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Thank you for reading or listening. Bye for now.